I will tell you, before I even give you my title, that there, there are too many quitters. And this song, we've ne he's never lost the battle, kind of segues into this message today, that, that somehow we, we got to get past ourselves. I know we'd like to say it's, it's because of 2020. We'd like to say it's because of different things in our lives, and, and I'll get more into that. But reality is you've got to get past yourself. You can't love like you should love until you learn to love yourself. I'm not talking about being absorbed or, you know, totally prideful of who you are. But I am talking about recognizing that God created you in his image and he don't make junk and if he loves you and he created you, you should love you too. Mm -hmm. So that's not being self-absorbed. That's just simply understanding God in your life. So I want to talk about the vision. Everybody say the vision. The vision. and another beneath. On the upper one, which was always blank and white, the artist imagined the painting he was going to paint. It was the vision of what was to be. But on the lower canvas, he reproduced for others what he saw in his mind's eye. Thus he created a masterpiece. In his mind first. Get it. He created a masterpiece in his mind first. He created a masterpiece in his mind on the blank canvas and then was produced on the lower canvas. He painted and it became a reality with just seeing it in his mind. That brings me to the scripture that we've all heard in Proverbs 29, 18, where it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Or where there is no vision, the masterpiece cannot be I want to unpack this for a moment. In Job 1.6, it talks about, now there was a day, this is about Job, and there, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord asked the question, he said, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. This is interesting because God had one man that he knew he could prove a masterpiece on. And so the Lord in the 8th verse said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? It's interesting. God is saying that I want to create a masterpiece. 
And the one that I have chosen is Job. Some of you need to get this right here. Because you want God to do a work in your life, but you're not willing to sacrifice yourself for him to do his work in your life. Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and echeweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Does Job fear God for nothing? No, Satan. His fear for God is because he knows that there is no other God. So while you, Satan, try to present yourself as God, Job says, there's nothing you can do to me because you're not God. Some of you got to get what I'm saying because if you're not careful, you'll make the world your God, you'll make yourself your God, and you'll make Satan your God and not even realize it. But if God is first in your life, you can say, Lord, I want you to create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. So Satan, he doesn't fear God for not. That word being fear means to literally to uh, respect God. So Satan, he doesn't fear you because you're not God. <laughs> he understands that God knows me better than I know myself. God knows what he's doing with me. Oh, hear me now. I will fear or respect God in the place I'm at right now. Oh, my, 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 listen to that. Where I'm at, where I'm at. Some predicate their ability to believe that God is real based on their circumstances. But I'm going to tell you, doesn't matter what you're going through here today. God is still God. And there is no reason for you to give way to your circumstances over a God that should be on the throne in your life. Don't scoot him off the throne and put your circumstances where only God belongs. Because when you get off and the, and the throne is empty in your life, the devil will always take it. Job was not fearing God or respecting God for not. Job has an understanding to trust God to his future and to hold on to God's promise. Even when he couldn't see it, he continued to trust God. I'm already preaching to somebody. Satan begins now to debate that God is protecting him. And that's the only reason why Job is willing to hold on to God's promises. And that's the only reason Job will not quit. Uh, i got to stop and pause for a moment. That when we get to the place where we quit on God, because he only protects us, doesn't exemplify true love to that God. 
Let me tell you, when you feel like God is not around and you say, God, you shouldn't have allowed this and you should have protected me from that, that's when you start losing your faith. But I'm going to tell you, if you understand anything about God, God has a bigger plan than just what you're going through. Come on now. So he says, Satan begins the debate in Job 1 and 10. Hast thou not made a hedge about Job and about Job's house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of Job and you have blessed his hands and the substance is increased in the land because you have blessed him. Job wouldn't do anything for you, God, if you wouldn't bless him. Not only could Satan see Job was blessed, but Job knew all that he had, all that Job had was coming from God. But Job realized, you're right, Satan, all of it belongs to him. And so none of it belongs to me. So he is still my God, and you're not my God, Satan. So therefore, I will trust in the one true and only God. And he's the one that put breath in my body. He's the one that has ordered my steps. He's the one that has my hands to the wheel. He's the one. Somebody shout hallelujah. Job, understand this. He said, but if, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he had. Satan's saying, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all right, you want that challenged? He's saying, I got people that love me. More than my blessing. I got people that won't quit even when I don't give them that new house. Or when they lose a loved one. I've got some people that have a bulldog determination that they're going to live for God no matter what. Hell and high water may come. And when the devil tries his best to destroy you that believe that God is the answer above yourself. He said, you put your hand, uh, put, but put forth thine hand and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. And so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and began to work on Job. <laughs> There's something happening in this transition right now. In this reference to Job's life. Something that I believe is incredible. And while I begin to unfold this, I got the revelation of how important it is for God to work his masterpiece. Because now, God allows Satan to erase all that Job had until he became a blank canvas. He erased his crops. He erased his fields. He erased the cattle, his staff and his servants. 
He took his house. He raced his house. His children were taken away. The trust of his wife was taken away. His friends then, have you held on to your integrity? But he just kept on. And while his friends thought that God was mad at him, he said, no, 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 I don't care. I don't need a circle of people for me to trust in my God. God may be racing my health, and I'm sitting in a pile of ashes, and I'm scraping the sores on my body with the pot shears. Yeah, but no. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to waver in my faith. I don't know why I am where I am, but God is still my God. My God, not just a God. He is my God, and he's proven to me time and time again that he will never leave me, and he will never forsake me, and he will never cause me to beg for the bread that he wants to. Oh, come on. He wants to give you something more than just yourself. Amen. He wants to give you more than just your blessing. He wants to give you more than just the things that you get in this monetary life. Hey, hey. Erase it all. One thing that Joe did not lose was the light even when he couldn't see it, the light at the end of the tunnel. He could see past that moment what he was going through all the way to the end of his life. And no matter what the outcome would be with God, he's still a winner. So he says this, naked came I into this world and naked shall I return. He said, I came in with nothing, and I don't care if I have to leave with nothing. But all of the in-between, I'm still going to have faith and trust in my God. I will not quit. He could see past the moment. Job now is a blank canvas. What do I have? Nothing. Came with nothing. I'm going to leave with nothing. So all the in-between stuff is really irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Well, Lord, if you would have given me my miracle, I could have served you and believed in you. But some people, as I've said already, determine whether God is real or not based on their own selfish desires, but not on who he is. You look within yourself to find God when you have to remember whether you see only yourself and you can't see God doesn't mean he's not there. It doesn't mean he's not real. It doesn't mean he's not on the throne. Oh, I'm preaching to someone today because you're getting discouraged over your stuff. Hmm. My, 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 my. You're getting discouraged over the things in your own personal life. 
But what would happen? I'll tell you, we wouldn't be able to build churches big enough to house people if they ever understood that, God, it does not matter what I'm going through. You are still God, and I'm going to present myself among the congregation and not forsake your assembly because I know that this is right here where you can be found. Amen. I'm not saying that it's only at church, but I am saying you need God's people to help you get through whatever you're going through. Don't be around people that forsake you. Job was all alone, but at least he had the tenacity to say, I'm going to serve God. But what would have happened if his wife would have supported him? What would have happened if his friends would have supported him? What if he had some kind of support system that believed Job, you're doing the right thing. You keep trusting God. You keep living for God. You keep holding your faith. Hmm. I came with nothing. I shall leave with nothing. The poorest man, the poorest woman is not he or she who is without a scent but he or she who was without a dream. Dreamers live beyond the moment and they dream for a better future. Whether you're standing over here and praising him for what he's going to do, you stand over here and praise him for what he's already done. It doesn't matter where you are, you're going to be at the tail end of something. No, you've know, you got to get what I'm saying. Because I'm going to have faith in God for what He's going to do. And by the time I get over here and praise Him for what He has already done, you're at the tail end of the next level. And that's where you got to say, you did right by me this way. You've been there for me on this one. Some of you got to get what I'm preaching now because you haven't been able to take what God's already done and apply it to your faith on what God's getting ready to do. Instead, you would complain and say, God, you didn't do this. No, 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 no. Hey, you haven't come to my rescue. No, 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 no. You ought to say, God, you've already done it once. You've already done it twice. You've done it the third time thrice. And I know, God, you're a God of my future. And God, whether I get what I want in front of me, I can always bless you for what you gave me that's behind me. Lord, I have a praise in my mouth because I know whether I lose everything, you are still God. Mm. Got to keep hold of that dream. Some dreamers, listen to me very carefully, some dreamers never see the dream come true, but they're satisfied with the dream themselves. <laughs> That's a great point right there. With the dream themselves. They didn't see the dream come true, but they're satisfied with the dream itself. So you say, I'm right here. Look what the Lord has done. And then you cast another dream. None of it happened. Instead of sitting there questioning God, why don't you just hold on to the dream that may never happen? 
Every once in a while I lay my head down on my pillow at night and I'm thinking, God, what would I do if I ever had $200 million of the devil's money that come from the lottery? Now, I'm not going to put it past God. God wants to give me the devil's money. I'll, let, I'll take it. But I'm going to tell you this. <clears throat> there are times I lay my head down on my pillow at night and I'm thinking, 200 million. I could have a church in Avondale. We could build a church in Scottsdale. We could, I start thinking, you ask my wife. This, this, is, this is what I think. I'm thinking, man, what could we do? Now God has to reel me in and say, hey, wait a minute, son. You better praise me just on the dream itself. Because you're likely not going to get, oh, come on, somebody. It's fun to dream. I'll tell you, it's fun. It makes me feel, oh, and I back up and I say, look what you already done, God. You gave me a beautiful wife. You gave me four beautiful children. You gave me grandchildren now, two daughter-in-laws and two son-in-laws. Lord, I'm blessed and I got Jeff in my life. <laughs> How can I go wrong? I got, I got Jeff in my life and I got Brother Flores and I've got Brother Jose and I've, man, I got friends and I got Brother Hawks in my life and I've got you in my How can I say while I'm standing here my dream? isn't coming true. He's already blessed me. But I'm looking for a new building. I'm going to keep dreaming it. I'm looking for a greater greater ministry so that people can be saved. I'm still dreaming. I'm not going to quit because I know even though I might be held up for a season, if God decides, he'll open the door. But if he chooses not, I'm just going to accept a closed door. But I'm still going to dream. 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 The vision. Because without it, he says, the people will perish. When you quit having the vision and quit dreaming. That's why I, I'm going to say it very plain. I, this, this right here, when you have this kind of a understanding of Job's life removes the pathetic attitude of feeling sorry for ourselves. I hear it all the time, but, but I, I, I wasn't born in a pastor's home. I was never given a chance. My family never handed me anything. Well, get up and go work for your thing. I've been suppressed my whole life has been blocked by what others have done to me. Oh, now you're qualifying yourself by what everybody else does to you. If I was a little taller, if I was a little shorter, if I was a little wider, nobody one has ever said. <laughs> but if I was a little skinnier, I'm not pretty enough. Excuses. If I could have gone to college, let me tell you, right now I will discourage anybody going to college. Unless you want to go to a Christian college like GCU or something like that. But I'm going to tell you right now, the professors have an agenda that is contrary to the church. A lot of them. I'm not saying all of them. But college is a good thing. But right now... Under the circumstances, we're finding that they are bleeding into the next generation an agenda that is opposing to the Word of God. If my teacher wouldn't have held me back, 
I hadn't been abused or if I wouldn't have been adopted. They spend their whole life complaining about what they can't do rather than dreaming of the possibilities of what they can do. Complaining about what they can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Stop. Stop. Look at what God has already used you for and what you can do. And say, God, if you got me this far, allow me to be erased so that you can paint on the canvas of my life the thoughts and the dreams that I have of my future. Don't complain. Don't complain. All right, I'm, I'm trying to rush through this. I know some of you are sleepy. I can see it. All right, thank you, Corey. Take your time, he said. sure he meant that. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision. There we go. It's my springboard mess, uh, uh, passage. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Hope is gone. When you can't see through your circumstances. Joy is turned into sorrow. Passion is turned into pain. Conviction is seared. That conviction later becomes bitter until all the conviction is lost. If you're not careful, if you lose your vision, life is lost into the living dead. You're alive, but you're really dead. You live, but you're dead. You're dead because you have no dreams. Because dreamers believe that there's light. Visionaries believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel, even when it cannot be seen. Their life is viewed by others as a train wreck. People are not going to understand why you go to church. People are not going to understand why you want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. People are not going to understand why you have committed to coming in and working at the food bank. They're not going to understand. And they're looking at you like, are you out of your mind? I had a professor from one of the colleges call me one time and say uh, that, that you're teaching our students the wrong thing. Because if what you believe to be true, that is not according to religious values and views. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I am not a preacher that's going to preach what a, a college is asking me to preach. I, I'm going to preach according to the Word of God. And there are a lot of people out there that are going to colleges that don't have the revelation that we have. Come on, you got to hear what I'm saying. Don't have the revelation that we have. And your life may be viewed as a, a, a train wreck, but the dreamer dreams beyond the wreck. They looked at Job and said, it's a wreck, it's a wreck, it's a wreck. But Job said, hey, I have a God, I have a God. Satan, you may think you are a God, little G, but you're not. You're not the God that I will serve. I know my life looks like a train wreck. I know that I have issues. I know that I have problems. I know that I fall, but I get back up and I just keep going. Even when I have made many mistakes. God is always reaching. God is always reaching. Mm. They get knocked down, dreamers do. Visionaries get knocked down, but their, their vision, their dreams get them back up and puts them back on their feet. 
They never quit dreaming. They never quit having a vision of God's future. They, they see something in their mind that others cannot see. What would happen in your life if you exercise the principle in, in your everyday living that I see something, I see something, I see something, and I'm not going to let go of my dream. If it comes to pass, it comes to pass, but if it doesn't, I'm still going to dream it. I'm still going to dream it. I am not going to quit dreaming the dream. A painting in your mind. A painting in your mind. The vision. Everybody say the vision, the vision. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things, what? 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 Come on, what? It's not there? No. It's not a reality? No. What is it? It's a thought. It's just an idea. It's just a hope for something of the future. But you'll never have the evidence of those things until it first becomes a blank canvas. Where you paint on something that does not exist as though it did. Painting in your mind. Like pastor, man I can see us. In a new building, man, I can see us with a church on the other side of town. I can see it having a daughter works in, and different works all around the city. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I'm not going to quit dreaming that whether it happens or not. I'm going to trust the Lord. He'll open the doors if it, he chooses to. But this one thing I know, I still have hope. A painting in your mind that reveals the purpose of God is through hope. What does he want me to be? Paint it. In your mind, paint it. What's his design? Paint it. What is the blueprint of his desire in my life? Paint it. God, what do you want with me so you can produce evidence in my life? Start painting today what you want God to do tomorrow. Put it in your mind. Put it in your dream. In fact, in Hebrews it says this in 11 and the 3rd chapter. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. Nothing. It was nothing. So the things that which are seen were made of the things which do appear. In other words, it was all a blank canvas. It was without form and void. And God says, that's where I do my best. Job, when I erase you. That's where I can work. When I take away everything you have and you still trust me, watch what I can do in your life. Job, you're without form and void now. You're just a blank canvas. And God works best when it's blank. Without form and void. Everybody listen to me. Sit up real straight. Everybody sit up real straight. Lean forward. Okay, now I know I got your attention. God works better. Hear me. God works 
better with hope than he does with talent. You look up here, and I watch this boy right here. I know he's my son, but he's an awesome singer. But he needs to take lessons from this lady right here because she's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> what I'm saying, you might look up here and say, man, I wish I could sing like them. I wish I could play the guitar like Brother Nick and I, I could play the piano or the keyboard like Sister Raina and, and so on, Sister Ashley and all of them. You can look up here, but let me just tell you, none of that is really important compared to your dream. Because some of you are looking for talent when you should be looking for a dream. Some of you are looking for an achievement when you should be looking for a vision. And God has to erase it and say, I'd rather use you that don't have talent than knows how to hide behind the cross. And they see nothing but your Savior than them seeing you and your talent. God works better with hope than he does with talent. That's the vision. I need to come before the Lord without form and void so I can see his beauty and his hands created me just like he created the heavens and the earth. He has painted his beauty on creation. I don't know how anybody can believe that there's not a God when you can see it in the birds as they chirp and the grass as it grows and the dandelions and, and the flowers and you can see it in the cooing of a little baby. Oh, how can you not believe there's a God? He's painted his beauty in creation. The real question today is this. Will you allow him to paint his beauty in your life? His design, his desire. getting ready to, not, not quite yet, but we're getting ready to stand and we're going to have an altar here today. And I want to challenge you that whatever you are going through, that you trust God no matter what it is. Napoleon saw Italy and was not distracted by the Alps. Columbus set sail around the world in spite of others saying, the world is flat. And it cannot be done. Martin Luther King changed slavery even to his own death. Ford created the automobile and an auto industry and empire and was not dissuaded by his shortcomings. He knew he couldn't do it on his own. So here you have Napoleon. You have Columbus. Martin Luther King, you have Ford, and I've said before, you have Kellogg's, I said we can put, instead of one scoop, we can put two scoops of Kellogg's in a box of Kellogg's Raisin Bread, never mind, but nonetheless they were not dissuaded, because they knew if they put their hope in something and stuck with it they had a good chance of it coming to pass. I think it was Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. 
hockey player. He says, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. I'm not telling you today that if you ask God for something, He's going to give it to you. I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. You have not because you ask not, the Bible says. So you need to ask. And when it does not, if it does not, I should say, come to pass, you still say, well, God, you know better than I know myself. The world understands. Napoleon understood. Columbus understood. Martin Luther King understood. Ford understood that you're never going to achieve nothing until at least you take the shot. The only difference with them and with us, we accept the fact that God will open doors and God will close doors. So today my challenge to you is this, wherever you are, in the front of your valley or behind your valley or you're right in the middle of your valley, can you still hold on to your vision and your hope? stand. So what I am asking you to do today, a little unusual, but for what I'm going to ask you is that when you come down to this altar, that you come down with the expectation that God is going to get you through whatever you're going through. With all this being done right now, I'm, I'm doing something special. And that's why I said it's going to be a little unusual because is, is Jen still here? Jennifer, where you at? Is she not in here? Jen Bibb, Jen Bibb, Jen Bibb. I'm sorry. Okay, someone, because we have a Christine, a very good friend of hers found out that she has breast cancer. She's going through her valley. Bring the crying baby up here. Papa don't care. See if I can get my daughter-in-law to rub the aisles today. Yeah, there you go. And so it was Jen's best friend, come on, one of the first friends she's had that was in the church, and um, this is my daughter-in-law, Janet, for some of you don't know. So if you've seen me hug her, then you know my daughter-in-law. This is the wife that the famous Corey did. But it's tore her up as well, because this is a very good friend of hers, and she found out, Christine found out that she had breast cancer. And so she's going through this valley. And this is what this whole message is about right here, right here, is that we've got to have hope. We've got to put our trust in God to get her through. I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be, and none of us, but we're going to trust God. And we're going to believe in a miracle, right? 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 Come on. We're going to trust God. We see the miracle. See the miracle. We trust God for the miracle. And this is not the only presentation of a circumstance in the church. Many of you have got your own, and I, and I understand that. And, and we're going to go with that today because I want you to bring yours down to this altar. 
as we begin to pray. I'm going I'm to have the ministers come on up, and we're going to pray with, with Sister Jen. And bring, bring the oil, if you don't mind. And we're going to pray together. But when I pray this prayer, what I'm asking you to do, come on, start coming right now. As I ask you to do, what I want you to do is pray the prayer upon your own valley and your own circumstance. And say, God, I don't know why, I don't understand, but this one thing I know, you will always be God in my life. And if it is even unto death and I don't get the answer I want, I'm still going to trust you, Lord, because you, you, you are God in my life. Mm. Be ready, Brother Corey. Start singing. God, right now in your name, Jesus. We pray, Lord God, for Christine. God, as Jen stands in proxy for her need, we rebuke this sickness and we curse this cancer in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody start lifting your voice. Come on, right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, by the power of your name, for we know there is no other name. So devils have to flee under the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Healing in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we release it right now in prayer. We are partnering right now with Jen, God, right now in this prayer that, God, you would heal and touch Christine. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. In Jesus' name. Pray for your need right now. In Jesus' name. We see it, Lord. We see it, Lord. We see it. We're going to dream it, Lord. We have hope in it, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, yeah. 